last time on Day Players. Dr. Conrad Winston, human, battlemaster. Percival Jackson, the abjuration wizard, a human. Chiron Hygieia, a celestial warlock, huge burly half-orc. Patient outside, they need help. Dragonborn. He must be casting on pure instinct. This is the mayor's son. <gasps> Everybody calls me Brock. Substances that you could exacerbate a condition such as this. Elderberry, that stuff's crazy. Where'd he get something like that? I'm having an affair with a patient, Charisse Dubois. Nora Rice, who you are fucking. Yeah, I've got to go check on the coupon boy, ask him a couple questions. Uh, would you like to join me? We cut back to the hospital and Chiron, it's Chiron at the hospital with Dr. Jungerberg and it's starting to be pandemonious. All the interns are running left and right. We, we find Chiron and Dr. Jungerberg and Grace, our golden child, running alongside a, uh, well, let's say Grace is pushing and you two are running alongside a patient that has just come in with a magical accident. So what is what happened is... The magical brick factory had some sort of magical explosion. <laughs> exactly. They broke the magic main. So you guys are running alongside a patient that's on a, uh, on a gurney going down the hall. The classic, you know, you go through the first doors. Boom. Uh, this person was half teleported into a brick wall. Oh. Who could have guessed? Full circle back to the bricks. Fruity, I need 20 cc's of pixie dust stacked. Winkle, are you gonna need that ghost blood transfusion? We have to make this man semi-transparent if we're gonna get him out. And through it all, I'm gonna be just zapping off one after another of the celestial warlock thing, the healing thing that I used before. I get it eight times a day and it's at 60 feet. So I'm scanning around looking at the most injured people and just zapping them with little bits of stabilizing health whenever I can see them. We have to get these patients under the knife immediately. We're at Jackson and Winston. We need them in the OVAR. Oh, they're, they're, I'm sure they're on the way, but they're not going to be here in time. No, he grabs a giant hammer and he's like, there's no time. We're going to have to bust him out. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jungenberg, I strongly, strongly recommend we do not take that course of action. I, I do not think he will survive. <gasps> Dr. Winston. Thank goodness you're here, Dr. Winston. And now I'm here. Let's get going, baby. <laughs> I know that's not my character voice. <laughs> okay, so we're all... <laughs> we, we got there together, right? Yes. Okay, great. Of course you got there together, yeah. Are the interns nearby? They're anywhere you need them to be. I'm going to yell. I'm going to say, Grace, scrub up. Prep and Noir will be there soon. Grace absolutely rushes into the scrubber room. Grace breaks off of the uh, the gurney track, uh, runs into the uh, the scrub up room as uh, they transfer the patient and the partial brick wall that they are attached to onto the bigger like surgery table. And now we're there. You guys are scrubbed up. Um, there's just we're just gonna go through a bunch of these because you guys and you guys can't all work on the same ones at the same time. Okay, th is this the lightning round? This is lightning round. Yes! <laughs> Let's fucking do it. We're working on brick, brick and body person. This brick and body person who you didn't want Jungerberg to take on. Right. Jungerberg's like, oh, I can take this one. This one looks like it's right down my alley. He has the enormous mace. Okay, I got uh, Grubna with me. The stonework knowledge will help since they're a dwarf. Ooh, nice. That's Ooh. great. Okay. 
Yeah, and Jungleberg's just like, oh, I think I should, I think, really think I should do this one. Jungleberg, this may be the one time where your technique is exactly what we're looking for, but timing is everything. Nurse, prep that ghost blood. <laughs> right away, doctor. We're going, to, we're going to have a split second while the patient's organics will phase through the brick. And in that moment, that's when you need to break it up. All right. So now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut through. There's just people going left and right. Everybody's in position, and they look to you, Winston. Okay, people. As soon as the ghost blood hits and the incorporealization begins, that's when the bricks are getting broken. And as soon as they're out of there, we need to close up all of those wounds. Because I assume the bricks are like like with the bricks gone. Now they have a, a wound in them. Sure. <laughs> where the brick awesome. was. <laughs> so then we'll. So we gotta close those up <laughs> yeah. super quick. Nurse, start the IV drip, and we go. Boom. I'm gonna administer that ghost blood. Ghost blood is weird. It's like silvery kind of, and it doesn't feel liquidy. It's inconvenient to work with because it's in these huge vacuum containers, so it doesn't get out. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Ghostbusters. Well, no, sorry. It's in these huge high-pressure containers, so it doesn't get out because if the like phases through the wall, it's in a high-pressure zone and gets pushed back into the middle. Right, right. So you turn the ghost blood on, and it goes into this... Uh, let's just say it's another human. to make. It's already weird and magical enough, and they start to fade a little bit, right? They start to they start to Marty McFly. Steady. Steady, Jungerberg. Jungerberg raises the big-ass mace. Fading, they're fading. It's like grab the uh, saturation slider on your photo editor. Just shh, shh, shh. The color starts to disappear, and then they hit the bottom. Now, Jungerberg. He brings the mace down. And Jungerberg did not roll that well, but Jungerberg is a barbarian with a fuck ton of strength. So... He gets enough to not precisely, but certainly smash that brick wall. The bricks fly everywhere. They go bouncing off the walls. Everybody makes a dex check. <gasps> Matt, 20. Oh. I got regular 20. I got regular five. The maze comes down. The brick wall section explodes. And there's just debris everywhere. And as it settles, amazingly... Dr. Percival Jackson is completely unblemished. Dr. Conrad Winston has merely a light dusting of brick dust. And then Dr. Jungerberg and Chiron, uh, Nurse Chiron, both get hit in the face by a brick. <laughs> oh, fuck. For <laughs> two damage. Oh, shit. Oh. First blood. That is first damage. Yeah, not a lot of damage in this one. The first person to do any damage to us was a doctor <laughs> that we work with. He just violated the Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> oh, All right, man. You, you got this person free. What you doing? Because of the ghost blood being highly, like, wacky and wild, that it only lasts for, like, a second. Once the bricks have been taken out, then they start to recorporealize, but they have these holes in them from where the foreign objects used to be. So we need everybody to stitch up the various gashes that have been created by the now open space. Go, go, give me rolls, give me rolls. I'm gonna roll for some of the uh, the interns that are there helping. All right. What is the stat on this? Slide of hand. Oh yeah, that's right. 10. 16. The interns, they roll a three, a four, and a 13. Only Grace and 
Dr. Winston are able to actually close the wounds. Which, uh, which are the interns that fail? It's Grubna and Sweeney. Okay, I, as a bonus action, Commander Strike, Grubna, who failed. Grubna, now's not the time. Do it again in double time. And they get to re-roll. <laughs> and, or, well, not re-roll, but make another attack. Oh, and that one is high enough. And they add a D8. Oh, they had three. They <laughs> yeah, baby, that's enough. All right. Grubna <laughs> re, re-centers herself and stitches up a big old gash in the side of the chest. All right. So how many successes was that? Uh, that was a half. So you guys got to move on, though. This person, they're probably losing an arm, but they're they're alive. Winkle, the gnome, bursts open the, the, the small gnome door that's in the all the big regular doors. <laughs> Of course. AGA accessible. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've had that the whole time. Uh, Winkle busts the door open and he goes, Doctors, you're needed in the emergency room. Well, all right then. I guess we better get a hurry up. Let's go. It's going to be a long night. And now we, we slow-mo run down the hallway amidst all the, the injured people, our doctor coats and stuff blowing in the wind. And we get to the next, we get to that next room. <laughs> And now we're in the ER, which is super lightning round. So there's all kinds of magical ailments. There's not enough people to work on all these patients coming in. So you each got to take basically patients on your own. Who do we start with? We started with Tommy last time, right? Tommy, easy one. You got somebody, they got bad burns. They're in pain. Oh, Frosties, you, I, I, I see you running across the hall. I need your ice magic here. Stat. Frosties runs over. I need to reduce the swelling and the inflammation on these burns so that I can properly apply the salves and the bandages. Can you do that for me? Frosty nods and, uh, and gets to work on the, the freezing. You can move on to the next patient. Thank you, Frosty. Jackson, you've got, you've got another magical malady. You've got somebody, they have grown bunny ears and they are like looping in and out of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like That's portal in there. Well, those are just going to have to go, I guess. And I'm just going <laughs> to... I'll, I'll cast... Uh, here's what I'll do. Is I'll cast sleep on the patient. So let me get my D8s out again. 21. Yeah, you knock this dwarf out. Okay, great. Nurse, I'm going to need a pair of scissors over here. God. <laughs> they oh, make surgical God. scissors. Yeah, you gotta just cut the ears off, right? Yeah, I'm going right. to cut them off. I extend my hand so the nurse can do that nurse slap with the tool into my hand. <laughs> yeah, right. So I really know it's ah, there. Perfect. And you, uh, and I think we can just cut yeah. away because we know what you're going to do anyways. <laughs> the camera <laughs> moves away right as the scissors <laughs> yeah. encircle the ears. Uh, Dr. Conrad Winston, you have sort of an easy but perturbing one. Uh, this patient appears to be trapped inside an octopus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> In there. Oh, man. Is it like an octopus smaller than the patient and you can see their arms and legs sticking out in the bulb of the octopus? Yes. I haven't had to pull this out since my residency. And I look right at the octopus. You're gonna have to push. <laughs> and I, I, I get my hands under there. <laughs> oh, and I, God. you know what I do? I, uh, Superiority dice maneuver. I use rally as a bonus action. I can give it, I can give an ally temporary HP. 
which will help because I would say giving birth is like dealing damage to yourself. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> so I want to give the octopus four extra HP. <laughs> ten out of ten moms agree. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not to do yourself. Someone else is dealing the damage. And I would like to either persuade them to give birth to this person or help give them the help action so they have advantage on the birth roll. <laughs> I want to see him roll animal handling. Or animal uh, handling. Uh, you know what? Take, take your pick. <sighs> I would do best... At persuading? Okay, yeah, persuasion. Roll, give me a persuasion to convince this octopus to push this person out of it. Okay. Ready? Breathe. Push. Uh, I got a four. (laughs) (laughs) Extra attack. (laughs) Yes. That's the way. Three, two, one. Push. I got a nine. No, I got seven. (laughs) Total? Yes. <laughs> you gotta push, damn it. And I'm not asking. Action surge. Yeah. 13. <laughs> How many times? How many times am I gonna get ask this octopus to give birth? <laughs> it wasn't planning to. It's not prepared for it. So 13 is enough to get this octopus to push this full person out of it. And so the octopus, it it pushes this person out, and the person pops out, and they're like, I I pull them out, and I spank them on the bottom. (laughs) Next scene. Moving on. All the NPCs are working on stuff. You got... Dr. Jungerberg, he's breaking open uh, somebody whose their whole body is covered in coconut shells. They're like uh, ensealed in a coconut shell armor. A lot of people trapped in things. That's that's a typical magical accident. Grace is uh, amputating somebody who has a toucan for an arm now. Oh, my um, God. Winkle is standing waist deep in someone made of mud now. Yeah, Chadwick is, there's somebody that is clearly having, like, some sort of, like, seizure thing, and Chadwick has the two paddles, and he's doing, like, one, two, like, left and right, and left (laughs) and right, and left and right. That's a bad time. They're just just spasming and flailing, and everybody's in on it. Sweeney is trying to peel all the oil off somebody who has got all oiled up. Rickles is dealing with somebody whose uh, their head is on backwards now. And let's now go back to the the top of the order. That's me. You put Frostish to put that, that burn victim on ice. You stride down to the next bed. You come across somebody uh, who has some sort of mage hand malfunction. They're just getting slapped all over the place. <laughs> okay, great. I've seen this before. Uh, this may sting a little bit. I'll cast mage hand, oppose the existing mage hand. While those two mage hands are going in midair, Caron will rub the palms together, get that shocking grasp going, and just clap the two hands together to try to neutralize them both. Oh, you're grabbing the mage hands. It works. Uh, Great. Nice. Excellent. There, that should keep that away. If it comes back and starts giving you any trouble, all you need to do is break one of these open, and it should suck it right up. And I'm going to use another weird thing of prestidigitation that lets you make a small trinket just summon a small little tube with a little hand on it 
and I pass it over to the to the patient. Oh, thank you. And they are just bright fucking red. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back around and uh, take care of some of those topical wounds there. All right, you turn and you almost bump into James Frederick, who is carrying oh. a pail of sunflowers that have screaming mouths on them. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, these are oh, sunflowers yeah. that are screaming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, James, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. Uh, here, let me go. Help. Go ahead. Not, how crazy that is. It happens almost twice. It happens twice in one night, right? I know. It's, uh, well, it's a kind of a crazy night. Um, here, let me help you with those really quick. And I'm going to um, just cast light on the dirt that they're in. And now they're getting sufficient light for nutrition and they start quieting down oh awesome he goes oh oh my god thanks yeah i didn't know what to do with these things they you know they just told me to get rid of them they came <laughs> off that guy over there there's <laughs> a guy like right the guy like raises the peace sign he raises the two fingers does he still have screaming sunflowers on him <laughs> no they is he selling them okay you can see all the all the stocks <laughs> yeah those will just uh, revert back to regular sunflowers uh, within the hour hope they're not working you too hard okay no, no, totally. I'm good. Trust me. Don't worry. I'm, I'm doing. I love this, Doctor Jackson. You've got somebody that looks pretty normal. Well, what, are you, what are you doing here? They open their mouth to say something, and just, just cotton comes out. Uh, <laughs> oh, they've got cotton mouth. Fuck. Uh, they have cotton mouth. What's your clever solution, Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're not gonna like what I'm about to have to do. I need to. I need to drop those pants for me. Oh no. Okay, because what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to take a tiny little legume seed and crush it up and just kind of gust of wind him from the back and try to blow it out the other end. <laughs> oh my god! Whatever works. I point to an orderly. I say, "I need you over here. I need. I need you to hold this man down." <laughs> okay. Should we cut away or should we have you do I think right before he does it, we got to cut away again. Yep. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Always cut away from Jackson. I like the idea that Jackson is using these like hardcore field medic techniques that are too hot for TV. Yeah, basically. (laughs) But actually, it's like there's no time for anesthesia. (laughs) We got to just boom. flip him over and pull his pants off <laughs> and right then we cut away and we cut to uh, Dr. Conrad. You got somebody who looks like they're trying to divide amoeba style. Ooh. Mm. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay. Oh, shit. How far along are they? <laughs> they're like, uh, they're at the point where they're starting to get like the second nose slash pair of eyes, I guess, but they're Ooh. not like, the dip is just starting in the top of their head or heads. My God, they're too far along. Sometimes the only way backward is forward. I pull out my axe. Oh no! And I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down on them. But this needs both strength and precision. I will use the maneuver precision attack. <laughs> Thank God. It's not great, but it is a fifteen. Yeah, that's enough. All right. <laughs> Ching, slice them in half. It's not super clean because they were like not totally divided, but the like new second arm on each of them comes out the gelatinous mass. And it's like, and they're like, (laughs) okay. Now it's going to take a little bit of time before you each fully develop. So just sit here and get acquainted with each other. 
and then I leave. All right, just uh, you you get up and walk away, and just then from the uh, off screen, a plume of flame and a, <laughs> a Wilhelm scream. Oh, of course. <laughs> And somebody goes, Dr. Jackson, that was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't worry, that ain't nothing. Things are starting to get a little more under control. You know, the interns are doing good. A lot of people are being saved from a lot of really weird things, you know, that are rare, if not you you know entirely new things are getting more under control you know think the the tide of patients coming in is starting to subside as you know you guys have worked through the backlog uh james frederick comes running in where's dr conrad dr conrad and he, he sees you and he runs over he goes dr conrad you're needed in the or right now uh, yes another patient from the explosion i i don't know they just they really wanted you i'm off you rush over to the operating room there's Grace, and uh, I'm going to say Grubna is there. They look kind of stony face as you, as you come in. Well, Grace, Grubna, what's, what's the problem? Uh, doc, Dr. Winston, um... Damn it, spit it out! Is it another one of these explosion patients? It's not an explosion patient, Dr. Winston. And she moves aside, and you see, lying on the table, the face of Dr. Conrad Winston Sr. <gasps> knew it apparently he collapsed at the gala and and they uh it was such a rush to leave uh he was missed for a while but uh, someone from the catering company found him and, and brought him here damn it those wasted moments could be the difference between life and death he needs to be operated on almost immediately dr conrad yes i'm ready his heart's been stopped for and we don't know how long i pull out my rapier it's time to take care of the family business. You can get whoever you want on whatever. Yeah, grab the team. This is it. Okay, let's see. Grace, the most professional. Already there. Grace, you're staying here. You're helping me. We have to get started immediately. Grubna, run down to the ER. I'm going to need Jackson and Chiron. Have them come up double time. She nods and she goes. Okay, and, and then great Grace and I can begin. Grace, apply the anesthetic. For surgeries, you know, you gotta inject stuff to people. She gets the bag ready, the little bag with the potion in it, into his arm. We're going in. Father, just bear with me. First incision. Oh yeah, that's a 23. Yeah. I, sha sha sha, I Zorro carve my way into his chest. Into your father's chest. Such a strange, strange situation. Two open heart surgeries in two days. At least it's still fresh in my memory. And then I try to remove the rib. All right, so you need the little bone saw, right? Oh, that's right. Grace, hand me the small bone saw. She, without hesitation, hands you the right bone saw. Okay. And I go in. An 18 total. You you cut the rib. Okay. And this time, instead of throwing the bone, I gently place it into the pan. I think this is a good time for the other guys to show up. Governor didn't tell us who the patient was. <gasps> Dr. Winston, is that your father? Yes, and there's no time. I've already removed the first rib. Damn. Now get over here. We're already down staff because of the explosion, and I'm not losing a patient today. Right away, Doctor. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it that's is. true. He hasn't lost anybody yet. Okay, so now I think you got the rib out of the way, and there's the heart. Why don't you do a either a perception or investigation? <gasps> I know what I can roll. 
history because it's literally the knowledge of my father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? That's history. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? That's only 10. Um, you know that your father didn't take the best care of himself, even though he was a doctor. Diet or fitness? More of the former, I think. Ah. We need to massage the heart. And I'll just cast Mage Hand and massage the heart. Hmm. Try to get blood pumping around. All right. I like it. I like it. It looks like looks like there might be a clog in one of these arteries. Winston, you're going to have to go in. It's risky. But we don't have time to screw around. I'm coming, father. I only got a 13. Oh, 13. All right. What were you trying to do first? Well, I guess I don't know enough about a triple bypass. You're trying to cut, cut the heart open in some capacity. Yes, it's like cutting the heart open to remove the buildup of cholesterol and fat in the arteries and then putting it back together. It's like unclogging the pipes. So then I rolled a 13 on the initial opening of the heart. I'm not going to say you didn't get it open, but I think, again, it's a little messy and there's more blood being lost than you would like. Chiron, I'm going to need you to move that mage hand and keep pressure on the heart. Right away. I can operate through the mage hand because it is spectral. Oh, that's shit. So the mage hand can apply pressure and I can still go through it. Nice. That is cool. All right. Okay. Grace, hand me the cholesterol scraper. She gives it to you. No, I would say this is a sleight of hand. Oh, no. I got a six. Oh, no. Which really, I guess it would be more like I just didn't get enough? Yeah, I, I think probably so, because it's not a, a... I'll just call this a failure of the action. I feel like now is almost like the time when we should have the three strikes rule. You know what? I think that's a great idea. Let's bring the, uh, the death saves in. Let's do that as a death strike. Winston, I got a plan, but it's a bit out there. I'm listening. I think that it's such a small opening... In your father's heart that you might have to go in there yourself. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Hit me. All right. Let me look up the materials. Yes. yes. <laughs> I reach into my component pouch and I pull out a caterpillar cocoon and I just <laughs> smash it onto Winston's forehead uh. and cast polymorph. To turn him into a snake. What? You're going to get into that valve and you're going to get all that shit out. I'm going to clean it out. A snake? A snake in the bypass. I didn't think this is what he was doing. What did you think I was going to do? I thought you were going to reduce me. That would just make you tiny. Yeah, I know. It's not small enough. I guess it's not small enough. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You're a... uh, you're a little snake. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> I feel like a little garter snake. And You're going to have to put me then, in. Then, then, then I'm going to pick him up. Uh, Grace is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm in there. What do okay, I so do? You, you, so Jackson picked you up, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I, he I, placed, I placed me. him on his father's chest so he can slither. Yeah, I can slither in. Oh, yeah, so you get in there, and uh, I was going to say, you need to take the tools with you, I think. <laughs> How am I going to use them as a snake? You know what? It's fantasy world, and it's a polymorph spell. All right, you're right. 
I'm going to use them with my mouth. Okay. <laughs> so now that I'm in there, what advantage do I have? I'm going to say, if you're in there, that's got to be advantage. All right, here we go. To scrape things off with my fucking snake body. Oh my <laughs> god! I, I rolled a one and a two. Oh, man. So, I did not roll two ones, meaning that I do have the two to have another six. But that's a failure. That's probably a failure. Now we're at two failures uh. and blood coming at you now because you're in a heart and you just messed up a cut. God, I shouldn't have spent so much. I, I hissed to myself. I shouldn't have spent so many of my resources on that octopus birth <laughs> maybe i tricked you into that you know yeah. good thinking dr jackson this will make it much easier for dr winston to get in there but while dr winston is in this form if there's any complications dr winston won't be able to notify us allow me to assist and i'm gonna cast tongues which is a divination spell that uh, a creature i choose understands any language it hears and when it speaks any creature that knows at least one language can hear and understand what it says. And now Dr. Winston the snake can talk to all of us during the duration of the surgery as a snake. I, I poke my little snake head out of the heart or artery <laughs> and I hiss up to everybody. It's still too tight in here. There's going to be increased blood flow. We're going to need one of you to vacuum out some of the sanguine fluid. Oh, do you need suction? Yes, I need suction. <laughs> More suction! Grubna grabs the pump and gets shh, 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 pumps it even faster. You know, Father, I know you can't hear me now, but this is like the culmination of my entire life. To come in and really show you exactly everything that I've learned. And you know, you could say that I've finally found a way into your heart. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I rolled... Double 14s, which bumps up to 18. Two of the same number, huh? Hope you didn't get snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. We're getting to the weird part of the recording. I'm gonna this is what happens when you get to the end. Yeah, that is enough to scrape the arterial plaque out. You're in there. You're like, it's like you're shoveling a driveway. So since I was able to finally clear out the last of the arteries, I will slither out and I'll just coil up on the other side of his chest. <laughs> I'll turn my little snake head up. Chiron, I'm going to need you to do the honors of closing up. Right away, doctor. I hope I sterilized everything and I don't reinfect the patient. Oh, God. Listen, damn it. The past is in the past. Making mistakes is part of this damn profession. But it's not about what happens in the room. It's about what happens when you leave it. And we are going to leave here all together, all in one piece, and with everybody's heart still beating. So get your hands into my father's chest and save his life. Of course, Doctor. Right away. 14. Lucky 14s. That's, yeah, that's enough to succeed on starting to sew him up. But there's still a little bit of blood. You know, you're still nicking him a little bit. He needs more blood. Nobody has really done that many clean cuts or... Except for Morgan's first cut, you guys are kind of doing a bunch <laughs> of different The one least ones. likely to work out well. He won't have a scar that yeah. anyone can see. 
I would say that now there's a blood there's a blood supply problem. Doctor, he's bleeding out. I'm I'm not sure what to do. Where's he bleeding from, Paxton? His chest. From, from his, okay. <laughs> his face starts to go pale. Grubna, I need you to run to the blood bank and get some more blood for this man. Do not stop running until you're back here. Go. I love how you always send the dwarf. She goes. <laughs> I'm going to say that after all this running, her movement speed has gone up to 27 <laughs> feet per round. Oh, man. Now we're talking. Calves of steel. Grubner runs for the blood. Winston, his heart's been stopped for too long. You're going to have to wrap yourself around it and get it pumping yourself. You're right. I'm in the best position for it, and I've the body for it. I go for the pump. Okay, so you slither into his chest again, around his heart. I, I wrap around the heart. I think it's athletics. That's only a four. Oh, well, well, I would at least have my proficiency, so a seven. You get in and you kind of squelch. Okay, extra attack then. I squeeze again. That is a 20. Let's say you have this moment where you're wrapped around your father's heart as a snake, and... You're in the OR where you've been for so many hours of your life. You're more comfortable here than you are in your home or your office. This is your place. This is where you live. And as you undulate and squeeze your father's heart, trying to restart it, you're looking up and you're struck by the fact that you've never seen it from this perspective before. You've never seen the lights from below. You've never been on the table. Now, in some ways, you're seeing things from the perspective of the patient while also still being the surgeon. And then you remember that you're trying to save your father's life and you roll a non-natural 20 and snap out of it and actually squeeze his heart and kick it back to life. And the machine goes boop, boop. I uncoil from the heart and I slither up and I drop onto the floor. And I assume that I can re return to my original form. Yeah. And I put a hand on the side of my father, who's still unconscious. I see now, father. I see what it's like to be on this table. To have your life, literally, in someone else's hands. But now, after your life was in my hands, I think now more than ever... I see what I needed to learn, and what you told me I didn't have before. And now I think I see how I can lead this hospital, and how I can hold the lives of the patients gently and for success. Everybody jumps for, they do the little hops for joy. Chiron is fighting back tears at this emotional moment. And then we also close up his chest cavity. That's fine too. Yes, also that. <laughs> you guys do that. Dr. Jungerberg pokes his head in and, you know, he gives a, he gives a nod. A nod of respect. And that is your big night in the hospital. Let's cut back to the next day. I have to imagine that Winston went and slept. And it's possible, though, maybe Chiron and Jackson stayed up or are at least getting to Brock early in the morning. I'll say that I did enough for a long rest and not a second more. And I'll say the last thing that Percival did before he 
went to sleep as he dropped off the wine at toxicology. Okay, cool. So why don't we cut to that? Let's go to you guys. You guys are looking at the at the toxicology results of the wine. And why don't we just put you at the door to Brock's room? We, we, we look at the report and what do we see? Anything obvious? There are trace elements of elderberry in these wines. You want to roll an investigation? Yes, I do. 18 total. This is a bad batch. It got some contamination uh, from the elderberries getting in. You know, it's like bad moonshine or something, right? Um, and, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that can people can definitely have an allergic reaction to. Do you think these trace amounts were enough to activate something in Brock? It doesn't take much, even a little bit. It's like gunpowder in your coffee. I don't know if it's a, an effect from the elderberries, but I think it could be from that fireball. You know, it came out of his chest. Could have done some internal damage that we haven't been able to find yet. I see. The patient was uh, <clears throat> complaining of some mid-torso heat and, of course, the fever he's developed. Dr. Jackson, if you don't mind turning to the patient, uh, I just want to go consult someone who's knowledgeable in this field. You go find out what you can. Thank you, doctor. Chiron will go to the chapel, the hospital chapel. Totally. I think I talked to my patron through my clipboard. Cool. I put the clipboard. Is this a Tom Riddle situation? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, not Tom Riddle specifically, but I'll put my, my clipboard on the lectern. And I'll take out that little pen that I've only mentioned once in the episode that has the intertwining snakes and the Greek symbol of healing. And I'll balance it, point down on the clipboard and when i take my finger away it stays upward facing it stays upright and i will give me the name of your god one last time asclepius okay asclepius and what do they look like what's that greek god look like i don't know i mean okay. they don't have real looks because like they ain't real they don't have to look they, they just you just hear them okay so you hear asclepius's voice ah my my nurse what is it that troubles you Asclepius, I fear I have made a grave mistake in the line of healing. A patient is experiencing complicated symptoms, and I, I fear that I have given him an infection, but I'm not sure I'm not sure how to proceed. Help me, Asclepius. How should I help this dragonborn? You can smell the Asclepius smell, which is the faint aroma of Lysol wipes permeates the air around you. You feel Asclepius's presence growing closer. It is often the patient more than the healer. Look not to yourself for blame, but look to help others beyond theirs. I, I see. I must go talk with Brock again. And I think I need to take another look at those toxicology reports. Thank you, my patron. Okay, so you run upstairs, and now we're going to cut right back to that room where we got Dr. Jackson. You're sitting down by Brock's bed, and he, he's all, you know, fevery and sweaty, but, you know, he's conscious again. Oh, God, you... Oh, it's you. I'm sorry about earlier, kid. I shouldn't have come down on you like that. You know, I just... I spent some time in the red fields, and it did a number on me. I hope you're doing a little better today. How you feeling? Uh, I felt better, honestly. I don't feel very good right now. But we're working on a solution for you right now. You'll be back to spit and fire before you know it. I probably should have been more, more honest with you and the nurse. Me and some of my friends, 
We grabbed a couple of extra bottles of wine from the party and drank them out back in the parking lot. And, I, you know, I just, it was just wine, though. You know, kid, it wasn't your fault, but those bottles of wine had some trace amounts of elderberry in it. And if you drink enough of that stuff, those elderberries, they, they take whatever sort of magical potential you have and just unlock it. You can't control it. It just takes you over. I've seen it before. Seen it take apart a lot of good men. And I just didn't want it to happen to another person. Uh, why don't we have Chiron arrive now? Why don't you give me a perception roll? It's 11. You look on his bedside table, and you see the bottle of pills that you gave him earlier. That bottle is completely full. Brock, your medication, have you, have you been taking your pills as I asked? He kind of tucks his nose under the blanket. I was scared to take him. It, you know, the last time I, I took, you know, something that didn't work out very well, and I ended up here. You know, I had too, I had too much to drink. I should have told you that. I'm sorry. I didn't want to put too much in my system. Didn't you drink a whole bottle of wine last night, a couple nights ago? Y- yeah, I was, I was scared to, I was scared to, I don't know. Aren't these just for the pain? I don't want to get, like, hooked on painkillers or something. I'm going to pull the same youth pastor maneuver and sit down to really level with him. <laughs> Brock, I appreciate your concern, but no, those are not for the pain. Those are to stop the kind of infection that is running through you right now. You have to start taking these, or there could be even more serious complications. I understand you feel guilty about what you've consumed and nervous, but it's okay. You can trust us. Here. And I'm going to bend Lesser Restoration, which is a spell that ends a disease or condition. But rather than ending the disease or the condition, I'm just going to say that this will reduce his infection to a point where antibiotics will be effective once more. Now, Brock, I just used a little piece of magic that will reduce your infection, but I can only do that for you one time. You're going to have to start a strict regimen of these antibiotics today, okay? Brock, you know, he looks down at his, as the, the glow from your spell recedes from his chest, and he goes, Oh, okay. I, I guess uh, I guess you're, you're probably right. Just take it from Dr. Jackson here. Um, he's seen all kinds of crazy infections in his day. Right, Dr. Jackson? You ever seen a man get an infection in his third hand? <laughs> I think this is the part where we pull, where the camera pulls out through the doorway. Yes. And you guys get further and further away. All right. Here's what I want to try. Because I was thinking about it. I was like, there's a lot of little scenes to wrap up. And you know how they do that on these medical shows? With basically a montage. They just montage with music over it. So, Tommy, you cue the music in post. We'll just get that music going, that uh, medical drama music. Let's have Chiron comes into his little cubicle area because you wouldn't have a whole office, but you have your thing and you got Chaz waiting for you in there. He's like, hey, big guy, you get that paperwork thing sorted out for me? Oh, hi, Chaz. Yeah, of course. Here you go. I, I told you, you can always count on me to do the right thing. And I hand him Brock's chart. And when he looks at it, it looks like all the parts that had the sort of sketchy details about him getting dumped have been replaced with sort of generic medical babble. What he doesn't know is that I have used the spell Illusory Script to make it look like to everyone that is not a hospital caregiver, 
the way that he sees it, but anyone to whom it's actually relevant will see the necessary details for Brock's caregiving. Nice. Nice. Right on, man. I knew you'd come around. And gives you the big smile. Next scene, who would who would it go to? The camera on the dolly, where it's like going from side to side, and it goes across the the patient room where you see Winston Senior in the bed, unconscious, like you know, hooked up to everything. And then the camera keeps going, and then I'm in the chair, like asleep next to him, you know, like I'm waiting there for him to come back. Perfect. I, I think that me and Adam Sandvich should be should go bold. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cut to the bowling alley, and you're bowling with Adam. Well, why don't I go get us another round? Awesome. Adam gives you a thumbs up. So next, it's late night in the cafeteria. We see Chiron and James Frederick, the janitor, sitting down to a bowl of oatmeal together. That was pretty crazy with that industrial accident last week, wasn't it, James? That was something else, that's, that's for sure. He's looking across the table at you. James, in all my decade being here at the hospital, I've never seen anything like that. Seeing that much pain and those people dying, well, it got me thinking about the risks we take in our lives, and it got me thinking about if there's any point in waiting. And I don't think there is. James, I think you're cute, and I think that we should go out. Well, we're both gonna have to put on something other than scrubs then. And I think the camera pans out as they they chuckle together and maybe reach a hand across the table. All right, next scene, it is the OR with Charisse on the table. She's about to go under. Don't worry, Miss Dubois. You're in good hands. It's not my first time. <laughs> I know. I'm a little nervous this time, which I'm usually not. It's always scary until you wake up. She reaches out and grabs your hand. Conrad, if I don't wake up, it's okay. I don't regret anything. Next scene, we got Dr. Nora Rice and Dr. Dr. Jackson. We're in the bar bowling alley at the bowling alley across the street. Sandwich is not there. Sandwich is not there. The bar, we're just in the bar. You know, it's late, last call has happened. Nora is there again with Dr. Jackson. This all seems really familiar. What happens next? What happens next? I think you... Well... Do you know what happens next? Well, I like ordinarily you know I would know what happens next, but I was thinking maybe this time we could try something a little different. Dinner, my place, tomorrow at six. If you're cooking, then I have to see that. Done. The last thing is you see everybody coming back to work together at the hospital. You got the three of you, you got Dr. Jungerberg hefting an axe over his shoulder. Grace is, you know, comes up behind. You guys all do the walk down the hall. Everybody's there falling in line behind you. You're all falling in together. You know, you got the slow-mo. Pull back up to, to regular speed. And Grace turns to you guys and says, well, that was one hell of a weekend, wasn't it? That's just how it is at Dangerfield. <laughs> and that's scene. I and think then, that's and scene, then you right? have the music. And scene. <laughs> yep. I fucking love it. All right. The music has started. All right, everybody. Nice. Uh, my name is Paxton Farrar, and I have been the DM for this D&D MD series. Sticking with the medical theme and the theme of our entire existence right now, 
I'm gonna plug wearing a mask at all times in public. If you're in your front yard, you know, don't wear a mask maybe. If you're anywhere else than inside your house or in your front yard or, or in your car, wear a mask. Everywhere wear a mask, it is the best way for us to combat this thing, get infections down, save lives. Really, you never know. Just wear a mask, do it. I'm Sawyer Wells. I played Dr. Percival Jackson. I still have no social media to plug, so I'll just say the same thing Paxson did. Wear a mask, and I'll add, don't be racist. My name is Tommy Ager. I played Nurse Chiron Hygieia today. If you go to my bandcamp, tommya.bandcamp.com, and purchase the most recent track, Neighbors, all royalties and sales of that piece will be donated to the Black Lives Matter Seattle King County chapter. In addition, please wear a mask. I'm Morgan Vasiliev. I play Dr. Conrad Winston. And beyond your physical health and wearing a mask to keep yourself safe from the virus, which is totally real, don't forget to stay in contact with people. Keep your mental health up while we're all stuck inside because we're going to be stuck inside longer than we think. The only thing I want to say is when I was coming up with my character, I came up with the perfect name for his frat. And it, just in case somebody asked. Well, then tell me. And what is it? Alpha Cadabra. <laughs> oh my god. That's oh I'm glad we got the story all sewed up there in the end. We really enjoyed doing this series, and we'll definitely make more themed ones like it. But next week is our 100th episode, and so we're pulling a live table session out of the archives for you as a special treat. It's a very solid series. If you want more content, though, check out our Instagram and you can see hilarious improv warm-ups. It's at DayPlayersCast. This series was produced and edited by Morgan Vasiliev, and as always, our album art is by Caitlin Duffy. Day Players is myself, Tommy Yeager, Peter Lansdahl, and Morgan Vasiliev. We'll be back next week with a new adventure. Next time on Day Players. Usually when my family is punching people in the face, it helps them talk a lot. <laughs> I work for Front Desk in the Thieves Guild. Would you like to make use of the interrogation chambers that the guild provides? Huh? Why do you have a bone? Oh god, I hope my parents don't listen to this one. <laughs> Petrified victims, I need to inspect one of them. Is this about the elephant? You narrowly avoid a boulder that is rolled down the stairs, and then Alwyn was able to stab me in the hand, preventing me from falling to my death. And I have given you one clue. It's a weird clue! Oh, come in! I can get us privacy. Oh, um... No, <laughs> no don't. She is shot! You hear the loud bang of an arrow. Oh my god! I made hand slapper. Maybe underneath it inch of rock. Bass rhythms are bumping like a disco. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what is a party animal? You're about to find out. <laughs> well, they're just rocking one, huh? Rocking a rock hard one. <laughs>
I cast fireball. Wouldn't that be a twist? He's too cold. We need to warm him up. Fireball from the biohazard bucket. (laughs) He opens up the cooler. Oh yeah, I open up. That's better. Here's a snake with arms. It's a lizard. Okay, so now. Ask Clepius. All right. Sorry, Ask Clapius. Ask Clapius. I know. It's the the real Greek god of healing. It's it's the Greek god and they're dummy thick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, the Greeks. Nora is there again with Dr. Jackson. Dude, turn her down. Stick with Sandvish. (laughs) 